So now that we're dealing uh, with this 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 thing, this virus that's that's totally consuming everybody in the world. Um, I've been trying to look for unique perspectives on parenting and trying to find um, not just the normal everyday, every way uh, uh, conversations about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Because I think there's plenty of content out there that is going to allow you to build your to-do lists. But I really and truly believe it's how we do what we're gonna do. Um, and so let's talk about finances as being a family um, who's being quarantined right now, that's being sequestered to their home. People are hunkered down. And and if you were like me at all, there there was a, uh, uh, a long period of time where I thought that uh, prepping for the end of the world was very important. I still have habits that kind of reflect that now. I have a lot of wilderness equipment, but remember, I got a facility full of, of, of children and adults who were responsible for these children, were responsible to these families, were stewards. So we always have a lot of food and we always have a lot of things going on. Uh, in case we get locked down in 2013, we had to deal with the flood. Um, and now we're dealing with this. And I got a facility full of kids who are uh, uh, can't go out into public. Uh, we would delivery people are not allowed to come inside. Um, and do we have enough toilet paper? Can I run out and get toilet paper from the store? I don't want to do that with the kids. So how do I stretch everything? Thank you for joining me on this episode of Beyond Risk and Back. I'm your host, Aaron Huey, and I have uh, a truly unique guest because Aaron Christensen uh, and I were locker partners in high school. And before that, um, and after that, we have remained best friends for years and years. Uh, I think he has a really fantastic uh, a thing that I've always watched from afar. I never want any part of it because uh, um, I didn't I didn't understand it, but I have watched it and I've watched him thrive doing it. And I tell you what, folks, this guy, my best friend, Aaron Christensen, can make a dollar holler. Here's here's what I mean when I say that this guy can stretch a dollar bill. Um, I'm gonna let him tell a lot of his story. He's, he's a working actor out in Chicago uh, for, for 20 years. Um, but through, I, I just gotta let him tell it. But what we're gonna do today is he's gonna show you some of his tricks, techniques, and tactics that he used to make what money he had last as long as he needed. And I have to say, I never saw him want for things. Again, thanks, parents, for joining me on Beyond Risk and Back, introducing a very, very special guest, my hetero life mate, my dear friend, Aaron Christensen. Aaron, how's it going, dude? Hey, man. What an intro. I love that. Oh, good. Thanks. Um, let's, let's give a little bit of a ETR, the earn the right of why I'm talking to you about this and not some financial genius sure. super guest that, uh, that would say no to me when I asked if they would be on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what's, I mean, what's interesting is kind of hearing you say that, um, kind of during your intro. I mean, really, I don't consider myself anything special. I mean, I'm just a regular guy, um, living in that kind of like lower income bracket and have done for most of my life. Um, 
but in doing so, I don't, I, I, as you say, I never feel like I'm wanting. I'm never wishing that I had things or that I'm going without. And I think that's part of the approach that, um, that people can take in this time and moving forward is that it's not about coming from a place of scarcity. It's not coming from a place of want. It's about kind of like finding the acts in order to, to have the things you want and have them for a price you can afford. Do you, let's, let's like the damaging admission here would be, um, I don't watch TV and I don't use the computer and I don't do these types of things. And that's how I save money. But I, I want to ask so that the, that, 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 that my parents can understand, do you have a nice TV? I have two nice TVs. Do you have, uh, I mean, we can talk about the, the smartphone. <laughs> you don't have a smartphone. Actually, so here's the thing. And I, I, I have a smartphone because my younger brother um, was out here visiting last summer and he saw my little rinky-dink, uh, shoot, do I have it there? So I, I, I think I, oh, it's in my pocket, hang on. <laughs> so this is, this is my actual phone. Everybody right. can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my brother, uh, couldn't take it anymore. He's like, I can't stand even looking at that thing. And so he, uh, he works for a tech company and had some old used iPhones. And so he actually sent me an iPhone and, uh, he's supremely annoyed with me because while I have the smartphone <laughs> and, I've, and I've used the video on the smartphone and I've got, you know, music on the, on the smartphone, I'm not using it as my phone still. This is this is still my phone. Ramen is cheap. Uh, saltine crackers are cheap. Um, you can you can buy a pound of beef f for a dollar. Uh, sure. You eat healthy. I do. You're I do. you're you're uh, vegan, vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian. Um, we don't do dairy much anymore, but um, but yeah, still eat eggs. So yeah, vegetarian. But yes, we. I would say that you know, uh, healthy eating is definitely a priority for us. You and your wife eat out when you want to. Sure, absolutely. You go to the movies. Go to the movies. You take trips. Take trips, long trips. In fact, you guys have traveled, both of you have traveled extensively, you a lot for work, but both of correct. you for work and pleasure. That's correct. We were in Paris a couple of years ago. We've been to Hawaii, you know, we've been to Alaska. We've been all over the place. Can I ask, uh, you You gave a mention to kind of your, your income level. Would you sure. disclose the most you've ever made in a year? Ah, uh, geez. Okay, so... Um, Michelle makes a little more than I do cause she has a regular job. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about your jobs um, in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I would say probably a grossing like 35 a year. So that's remarkable because that according to the standards puts you at the poverty level. Right. Exactly. Now the fact that I, you know, um, my wife and I split all our home expenses, so it's not like I'm freeloading, just so that's clear. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get Michelle on the next show and ask her. For her for her <laughs> and for me. But, I mean, just the notion that, you know, like, I, yes, I'm making 35, and I'm still coming up with my half, of the, my half of the rent, my half of the groceries, my half of the utilities. You know, I mean, that's really, you know, like, I'm pulling my own weight, and I think she would, uh, she would attest to that. All right, so now let's let's talk about the work because you and I were talking yesterday when I was like, "Oh my God, we got to do a podcast about this." Um, sure. You you said that your career has always been. I wonder where my next paycheck is coming from. So let's talk right. about what you've done. No, that's right. Uh, so 
uh, when, when, and the way it came up in conversation for us was that, you know, um, uh, I, I, you know, currently out of work as a result of the, uh, the outbreak. And I, I said to you, I said, you know, this is very much, this is very familiar to me because, you know, for, for 30 years now, I've been an actor and actors rarely know where their next job right. is coming from, where the next paycheck is coming from. And actors spend a lot of time waiting for the phone to ring and making the phone ring, you know, getting, right. getting things motivated so that you can get that next job or preparing so that when you go into that next audition, you are prepared as best as you can be so you can get that next job. So this kind of like holding pattern that we're in right now just feels very familiar to me. Currently acting is side, side gig, right? You're off uh, because now you guys have a whole nother focus that you're going towards. Right. I mean, uh, I was an actor. I moved to Chicago. I mean, uh, moved to Chicago in 1990 and have, have been a professional actor. And was, that was pretty much my main source of income until about 2015. In 2015, I wanted to shift gears as a large uh, part of, you know, like working with you on uh, uh, warrior camps and things like that. And it was like, I wanted to have a more personal um, impact with people. And so I, I decided I was going to be a personal trainer uh, and working at a health club. And so that's what I'm doing now for the past five years is that that's been my primary source of income has been being a personal trainer. And um, as of uh, Tuesday, the 17th, they closed the facilities um, per the governor's request. And so I'm kind of out of work. Uh, in a, I'm still doing some uh, remote training with people sure. uh, via via Zoom meetings like this. Um, and I'm doing phone calls. I'm doing emails. I'm doing text chats. You know, things to keep people motivated. But it's not. It's certainly not the income stream that I've become accustomed to over the past five years. Like I said, I know a lot of the answers to these questions, but sure. now that we've kind of got the foundations, I want to start asking the questions that I know parents are going to have. What to you is living beyond your means? Like, like what does that mean to you? And because obviously you haven't. If, if, if you're talking about the most you've made is $35,000 and you're still paying all your own bills, and I happen to know that you have a, a wonderful savings account that you're able to rely yep. on at this time when there's no work. You're, you're also still hustling up work. You're still not, you know, you're, you're looking for ways cause that's what actors do. But yep. uh, there was only one time that I can remember in your career of acting that you had another job going while you were trying to get acting jobs. Like you weren't right. always a working waiter who did acting and was trying to break into acting. You were a working actor who supplemented every now and then. Right. Yeah, I would say that's true. I've I've always been I've been very fortunate over the years to uh, not have to wait tables and for acting to be my uh, my primary source of income since about the late '90s. Um, I mean, I worked kind of uh, half the year as an actor and half the year as a temp or an office temp or you know like some some form, some up telemarketer, whatever, sure. you know, whatever gig you could make. But, you know, as of like late nineties, early two thousands, it was primarily all my income was coming from performing. Are you, so, so let's go back to that question. What to you is living beyond your means or living at your means? Or how do you see that term? Is that a term that you've taken issue with or a stand against, or are you just very clear of what your means are? Well, I think, I think it's very helpful to know um, what your 
monthly expenses are, what your yearly expenses are, and knowing what you what you need to kind of, I need to have this much money by the end of the month so that I can pay those bills. I think that's useful to know because then you kind of know exactly how much you have to work. I think kind of something that you and I have talked about is that I work as much as I want to work. I'm not working so that I can have, 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 and I'm not necessarily looking to climb, climb, climb. I'm looking to work as much as I want to work so that I can do the things I want to do. My passion has always been my profession. Right. You know, like, like I've been lucky in that I'm really passionate about acting. I'm really passionate about uh, personal training. I'm passionate about, you know, teaching self-defense, you know, things like that, where it's like, I, I, I'm doing the thing I want to do. It's not like I have to make more money so that I can do the thing I want to do. I'm actually making money doing the thing I want to do. Are you frugal? Is that, is that one of the things that you consider yourself or do you have another term for it? Yeah, frugal, frugal's fine. Uh, tightwad, uh, cheapskate, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny because when I knew we were going to be doing this, um, this conversation today, you know, I realized that for me, uh, making your dollar holler starts from the second I get up. Um, you know, we, um, you know, I'll start with a bar of soap, you know, we buy decent soap, you know, it's not like we're using, you know, the, the cheapest of the cheap from the dollar store. We're getting good soap, but I will take it out of the package, you know, like a month ahead of time. So that it has a sense it can start acclimating to the environment. It, Cause what soap does, you know how it comes out kind of like slime, a little bit greasy, Yeah, you know? So if you take it out of the box and kind of let it sit for a month or two, that, if that kind of uh, uh, the liquid goes away because the liquid is there to make it emollient. Huh. But if you take, if you let it sit and kind of dehydrate a little bit, it actually lasts longer huh. um, because it becomes, it becomes more solid because the, the water is evaporating out of the bar. That so so the soap lasts longer. The soap lasts. So longer. how many, and, how many types of things like that do you know? Well, that's the thing. Like you keep kind of, I was like going through the day and I'm like, wow, like I just, I'm cutting corners like all day long. Um, you know, when I use my toothpaste, um, I'm not doing the big commercial where you go you know, <laughs> all the way across the brush. Um, I'm doing like a little pea, pea sized, you know, glob of toothpaste and I'm brushing. So have you, know, you just changed your concept of what's enough for you or enough or that, for enough for you and your wife? Okay. That's a great way of putting it is, you know, like learning to get, I mean, you're really getting the most bang for your buck. You're not losing, you're getting value out of the thing you're, you're doing or the experience you're having or the food you're eating or the product you're using. Are you, are you, do you guys go so far as that like you're zero waste and, and you, you keep everything, you reuse everything you have, or are you just smart enough to make the things you have last longer than, than, than I do? I think, I mean, maybe, maybe it's more option B. I don't, I mean, we try to be as little, as little impact as possible. And we do try and reduce, reuse, recycle. That's just kind of like in our, in our DNA for us at this point. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, like Michelle's like, and you, you know, like when we're using lotion, you know, like I'm the guy who's going to cut that bottle open and, you know, scoop out the insides and, you know, save that up and get another week or two out of that 
bottle of lotion and instead of like, you know, all the, it's, it's out. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. There's a whole bunch more in there. And I'm the guy who's going to get that spatula and who's going to clean out the mayonnaise jar. I you like know, it's just, it's I, things like that. I like what you're saying right there because you, you said, you said something that I, I think a lot of parents are afraid to do or afraid to be. And I know that for my kids, I was, that guy. I was the parent who, you know, there, there are a lot of parents out there who would let children smoke pot in their basement because at least I know where they are and at least I know where they're, that they're safe and stuff like that. But I was a guy who would go downstairs and be like, everybody out. Like, uh, I was the guy who would call a school when I heard that a child was, was dealing drugs and I would talk to the principal directly. I was that dad. And, and I had no shame in that because I knew that what I was doing was better for my community, my environment. Um, so you don't have a problem being the guy who will cut the lotion bottle. Like, I've got the image of you doing that. I'm like, of course you would do that. Yeah, but I, I also want I also want to make clear to, to the, the people who are listening, you know, as much as a, a, a cheapskate or a tightwad that you might be, you, the rest of the people on the predicament team, the martial arts team that, that I run and, and that we all work together, you are infamous among all of my friends as being the guy who eats, and, and mostly to Shane, <laughs> mostly to Shane. Shane will never stop talking about this with reference to you. You don't like half-ass the cooking. You don't eat like a little bit and be like, I'll save tomorrow for lunch. Right. Dude, you eat a lot of food. Yeah. No, I'd say that, 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 and that's, this is actually where, you know, where, where I was going next is, you know, after you have your, after you have your shower <laughs> where you like go, yeah, I use the soap and I do this with the toothbrush. I do this with the lotion, but yeah, food is a huge thing for me. And I mean, you know, you and I grew up, yes. um, you know, you and I grew up together, like, you know, trying to eat the most first so that we could grab off the other person's plate. Listen, Chris, Chris and I were in the RV, uh, uh, two weeks ago and she, she looks at me, she goes, what, what are you cooking? And I was like, hot dog bun and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she was like, that's not a meal. And I was like, not to you. And I like, I, I say that because that we would spend the night at my house, middle right. of the night hot dog buns and cheese, I guess. Yep. And so, but dog, and, and, and the cold cereal and things like that. Um, and I was thinking about that, you know, like as a, I mean, sure. I did the college student thing of like the ramen and, you know, like the hot dog buns huh. yeah. and, uh, the cold cereal and whatever, you know, and I mean, that served me, that served me very well for, uh, for many years. Um, but I think at some point it kind of clicks in that, um, it's also about getting the bang for your buck when it comes to nutrition. You know, it's not just about like filling the hole. Um, you know, I could go to McDonald's and, you know, do the dollar menu and, you know, end up in the hospital and on prescription medicine. And that's right. not getting the most bang for your buck. So, I mean, it's, it really is about how can I get the most value out of what I'm eating, but how can I do that in affordably? I, I, I want to, I want to make sure my parents who are listening understand when, when, when I say Aaron eats a lot, because I know a lot of parents will be like, well, he doesn't have kids to feed. He uh, eats the I same. That, you and your kids. <laughs> he eats the same amount as three people eat. 
every yeah. meal. I, that is not an exaggeration. That's and, not an exaggeration. And when, <laughs> when there's a picture of you on Facebook cooking black bean burgers the other day, which you guys made out of what? Say it right now, because I know Michelle wrote it up, but it was it was yeah. also one of those things. I was like, man, this guy makes things work. Yeah, no, I mean, we, I think we, uh, we did a, like a half a can of black beans, um, grated some potato, uh, onions, kale, garlic, and that may have been it. And then, I mean, just the, the nice thing is the potatoes kind of held it together as, uh, sure, the starchy as, and the potatoes. Exactly. That's kind of like the binding. Now, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, that, and that made like about, you know, like seven right. burgers, <laughs> of which Michelle ate how many? One. <laughs> <laughs> like when I tell parents, it's like, look, he does understand how much a family of five eats yeah, I do. because I he do, eats for a family of five. For a family of five. Now, now, case in point, though, is that um, if you listen to what I just said, you know, like we have, I had half a can of black beans. I had one potato. I had half an onion. I had four cloves of garlic. You know, that costs like two bucks. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm eating a huge amount of food for two bucks. Now you said something to me yesterday about cooking, something that someone schooled you on. Say that again. Oh gosh. I don't, I, well, what was it prompt me? Yeah, I, I, look, you, you were, you were talking to someone about how much time it takes to cook for their family. Oh God. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I love that story. Um, so, you know, like people, people will ask, you know, I mean, cause I've been, Packing my own lunch my entire life. Your entire you know, life. I, I just don't. Dude, I, don't I remember buy. the packs of hot dog in yeah. your mom's freezer in the basement. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't generally buy lunch. Um, I will generally. I, I mean, I would say that for the entirety of my life, you know, I, I really have made that a habit of packing my own lunch, and I know that I've saved thousands, thousands upon thousands of dollars by doing that habit. Right. Um. And usually what I hear from people is they're like, well, you know, I don't have time or, you know, like it's just easier for me. And I'm like, I get convenience is a thing, you know, but convenience is also kind of like the enemy of discipline. Yeah. You know, it's like it, there's a discipline that comes with getting up that extra 15 minutes early and making that lunch because, but the payoff as with anything that requires discipline, the payoff is that I spend less I get to, I know what's in my food. I get to put as much food in as I want. And, you know, like, and I, I'm going to get a good quality meal that's going to be satisfying to me. Um, and again, people, the question, the story you're alluding to is, um, I have a friend who lives in the mountains, Colorado, and she said that she gets up every morning and she bakes a loaf of bread for her family. And I was like, Wow, that sounds um, that sounds a little labor intensive. And she kind of looked at me with this really kind of puzzled expression. She's like, "Well, what what better thing could I be doing with my morning than making bread for my family?" Right. Uh, that, that is just that that grabs and I you. I was like, yeah. you know, you're like absolutely right. And I think that's the thing. Like, you know, like I, yeah, it takes me, you know, 20 minutes to put a really nice salad together but it's a really nice salad and it's worth it. 
Because you know? I want to, I want to say, while you eat for a family of five, of all my friends, except maybe Grandmaster, because a because of his age, he's in sick <laughs> shape. But you are in the best shape. You have the best body mass levels. You've got the you've got the healthiest body. Like like yes, of course, you're a professional trainer, and your work is your passion, is your body, and what you put in is what you're getting out of it. So this investment in time. And how it saves you money. You talked about, uh, uh, you know, it saved you thousands of dollars. The money you have in savings without disclosing that number, how many months could you live on what you have in savings right now? Uh, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years. That's phenomenal. So how much is what the rest of us are doing <laughs> just an excuse um, to not be disciplined about it. I, I know where I am with my finances, my physical body, my spiritual self, my mental self, my emotional self, my physical self. And, and I believe in discipline. I believe in my disciplines. You have a different set of values and disciplines that I do. They, they sure. tend to coalesce, which is why we're friends. But how much of what other people lack is discipline or just that they've been sold something they don't need? I think they've been told that they can't do certain things. Um, it, it, what I mean by that is, you know, like, here's this jar of mayonnaise, you know? It's like, this jar of mayonnaise costs $4, and you, you got to have it. You got to have it to have on your sandwiches. And it's like, okay, cool. And I bought into that, literally. I mean, I bought mayonnaise for years and years and years and years and years. And then one day, it, you know, one of my castmates like said, yeah, my wife made some mayonnaise this morning. I'm like, what do you mean your wife made mayonnaise? What the hell is that? She's like a magician. And he's like, no, like mayonnaise is like really easy. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you put in a cup of oil and you, you know, or no, sorry, you put eggs into a, a, a food processor and you add oil like tablespoon by tablespoon until it's thick and creamy. And then you add whatever spices you want. And I'm like, that's it? And he's like, that's it. And I'm like, you're a magician. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it's those little hacks. Um, because suddenly that $4, uh, you know, jar of mayonnaise cost me a dollar. You know, I, want, and, I want to get at the, as we come near the end of the show, I know you have a bunch of points where I want to make parents. We still got tons of time, but as we get sure. to the show, I do want to ask you about your favorite hacks. The ones oh, that absolutely. every, the ones that still, after all these years of doing it, every time you're doing it, it's like, I'm so cool. I am yeah. the miracle whip, you know? Um, <laughs> well, this is, I mean, the funny thing is I'm like, I'm like, I want my mayor. I want my mayonnaise, damn it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's like, I want my mayonnaise. Um, you know, in the case of hummus, it's like, you know, I want my hummus. And it's like, okay, well, good. I can go buy this eight ounce thing of hummus for, you know, $4 oh. or I can go buy a can of chickpeas for a buck to 95 and make it, oh, wait a second. I can get the dried ones for a dollar and I can make that. And it's like, suddenly, you know, my expenses have been cut by, you know, 75%. I mean, that's just, and those little things just keep showing up time and time again in your life, if you take the take the time to figure out what it is what it is that you like to do or what you like to eat, and how can I have that very thing for less? Okay, so how do you deal? And and I know I mean you and Michelle have been married a long time, so I imagine that when the dating first started, 
Um, it, well, well, was, she, was she like this when you guys got married? She's very much like this now, but it, is she frugal in nature? Or was there a period of going through her frustration of saying, let's just buy a effing can of Miracle Whip? Like, come on. <laughs> like, like the, the, this, these peas are fine. We don't have to get the dried ones and wait till tomorrow to cook. Or was she like, oh, this guy makes so much sense. I love him. I'm completely enamored with him. I'll do whatever he says. Uh, no, more of column A. <laughs> <laughs> of um, but I think that she has said, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, that's that, wow. We are saving money doing that. And wow, we are saving money. Doing this. But I mean, you know, like she was not coming from money either. You know, I think both right. of us came from a pretty modest upbringing. And so we recognize the value of, you know, uh, um, of saving, saving a few bucks. Um, because that means you have more money to spend on things like trips to France. Are there things that you, have you looked back and, and, and the conversation between you and Michelle, the no conversation where you, where you were just like, we can't do this. Like this, this costs too much. And the argument comes around, but we have this money in account and, and yes, but that money's earmarked for this. Like, is that part of your discipline or have you, are you in a place now after so many years of doing it that when you really come to the thing that you want, you don't, you don't have to say no. Do you feel a lack? Is there frustrations? And how do you navigate the no's when you would rather save the money? No, that's, that's, a, great, that's a great point. Um, I think the years of discipline, of you know, cutting your expenses by 75% on just little, little everyday things, right. you know? That allows you, as you said, it allows you to have the money for when you want to spend that $100, $200 on a, on a nice meal in a restaurant, you know, or when you want to take that trip to Hawaii. It's like you've made, you've said no enough times to the $4 jar of Miracle Whip. And so now you can say yes, you know, it's like, and it, it come, the, the, there's a trade-off and that's the trade-off is that you put the time in ahead of, you put the time in, in your daily life. So the special occasions are truly special. Yeah. It sounds like what you're saying is like there were, there were a thousand little no's that all led to these big yeses. I think, I mean, that sounds right. And again, the thing is I've gotten to a point where I'm like those no's weren't no's anyway. Nice. I wanted mayonnaise. That's what I wanted. I want hummus. You know, it's like, I want hummus. It's like, I'm not saying, oh, I can't have hummus because I can't afford it today. It's like, no, I want hummus. And therefore I can have this hummus because this hummus, A, I like this hummus better because I'm making it and I'm putting the things in that I want. And it costs me, you know, a quarter of what I get off the store. I think uh, off the shelf. I think some of the 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 most endearing Facebook posts I ever see Michelle do are the ones where she talks about you guys cooking together. I have to yeah. say, and there's a lot of them. Is that a constant thing, or is that just a, every now and then? And she captures it like everybody else does their food in a restaurant. Well, I mean, we we like to have. I mean, I I I cook. I think both of us cook quite a bit um, because, again, that's a way to save a lot of money, uh, but uh, get the most bang for your buck nutrition wise. Um, I mean, that's actually an upside to um, to the COVID crisis is that we have been home and so we have been cooking together and trying new recipes and things like that. We get to do it every night, um, whereas that might not have been the case, you know, in a normal work week, you know, where I'm off doing some sh- rehearsal, she's off doing something else. 
you know. Um, so yeah, we we've been trying a lot of fun new stuff, and uh, it's been it's been really great. We're we're a half hour in. We like I said, we got plenty of time. Let's let's get to some of the points that I knew you've taken time to create for the parents. And and I want to ask just for the the sake of understanding, are your first points are these like the contextual and philosophical points? Are these like some of your do this not that? Uh, uh, type um, things. I, I'd say I have a little bit of both. Great. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, certainly it's it, the concepts always come down to getting the most for your money. You know, and that sounds making your you dollar know, holler. Exactly. I mean, that sounds like a pretty. I think everybody thinks that they're doing that, but I think it's coming down to again, like kind of looking at what what are the things that are important to you, and how can I have that for less. How can I, and, and without sacrificing quality, without sacrificing, you know, enjoyment, but how can I still have the thing that I want? And, you know, like I say, the example is the the mayonnaise or the, the, the hummus or whatever, you know, it's like, how can I have the thing that I want and not have to spend a lot for it? Um, I mean, again, the food, the food's important to me because as you say, I like to eat. So I think the important thing is coming not from a place of, lack or scarcity, but just getting the most out of every experience, just making, uh, getting the most bang for your buck. Um, um, I want to, I want to say real quick, as you get into these, um, I always remember like, like when you and I used to go to 39 cent hamburger stand and, and yeah. gorge and gouge. <laughs> our, yeah. That it was definitely in our contest, our eating contests, uh, things like that. However, one of the things that I always remember about you is that you have very rarely been a compulse buyer. Uh, I'd say, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> I think part of that is, uh, you know, like you want to make sure you, you spend your money in the right way. And I put right in quotes, you know, I want to spend it the right way. It's like, um, is this a nice to have or a need to have? And I tend to, uh, emphasize the need to haves over the nice to haves. It's like, well, what is it that I really need? What is it I really want? Um, I, I want food. I want, you know, like I, I break it down kind of like that. It's like, I want food. Okay. Well, what kind of food do I want? I want healthy food. Okay. So what kind of food, what kind of healthy food do I want to have tonight? Um, uh, I mean, as a, as a, in my twenties, you know, when I could live on hot dogs and cold cereal and, you know, <laughs> pasta and potatoes, you know, that was fine. Um, cause it's easier to, it's easy to live on, you know, it's easy to live on that and live at a, as a 20 year old because, you know, like your body just uh, takes it in and, and it repairs it faster. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, like when I turned 30 and like my metabolism changed and I'm like gaining weight and I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I need to, you know, boost my, I, I need to boost my, meta uh, boost my nutrition value. And so it became about, okay, well, how do I make this prettier plate? And I use that expression a lot in my training, you know, how can I get some green and some red and things like that on this plate that is right now just kind of like, you know, brown and white. Um, and it's like, okay, well, how can I get some greens on this plate, for example? And it's like, you know, if I go to the store, I'm always going to be looking, okay, what produce is on sale this week? You know, I'm not married to a, a result mm, or an end. I'm like, I, do I need, you know, it's like, I want some healthy stuff. And that healthy stuff can come in a variety of, you know, 
forms. Is it a spinach week? Is it a kale week? Is it a broccoli week? You know, and I had for, I always head for the reduced rack. Michelle jokes about this, but like, you know, it's like where the produce is, to, you know, kind of on the way out. And I'm like, cool, I can get this for a dollar and make it tonight. And, and I'm going to be good. Um, where I think that's a, that's a big part of it is just kind of like finding, well, what's, what's on sale and how can I make this, uh, make this work for me today? As we were talking yesterday about, um, doing this show, um, one of my jobs that I had in the past was I, I was a garbage man. I was a trash man. I, I ran, I rode on the back <laughs> right. of the truck. I threw cans in. Um, yeah. and through that, uh, I supplied my daughter with every bit of clothing, toys, um, winter clothes for me, summer clothes, books, like it, like it was a constant yeah. thing it, into the point that I was dumpster diving for food as well. You've yeah. talked about doing that, but what, what's really amazing. What I want families to know is I'm Aaron. I'm assuming you've used coupons. Yes. Sure. Of the two of us, I'm the one who's been on extreme couponing. Like right. I, I've been on the show. Like, like right. we, my wife and I got so way into it. But you're you're not an extreme couponer. You don't you you'll you'll look at coupons. Not at fall. all. Yeah, that's that, no, that's a, that's a great that's a great point. Um, because yeah, I mean, like uh, I think we we tend to use the coupons when we get them, um, but uh, oftentimes I'll find that you know the I tend I tend not to shop for brands anyway and the brands are the one that are definitely usually yes. doing the coupons yeah the higher end so brands kinda, yeah yeah exactly so it's kind of like well if i'm looking for black beans i'm gonna get those black beans that are there and they're on sale um as opposed to you know the higher whatever the high end you know black bean might be whatever um but i mean like yeah i'm, I'm not married to um brand loyalty and looking for it, although you do bring up an interesting point, this is this is a great hack for parents, is looking for the, you know, per ounce cost. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, look at a box of cereal and they look at another box of cereal and they both cost $5. Well, one of them has 24 ounces in it and one of them has 16 ounces in it. Right. So guess what? You're getting more cereal for the same five bucks. Right. And, you know, as a, as a 20 year old, I was always shopping and you know, I ate a lot of cold cereal as a kid. And I'm like, um, you know, that was a thing. I'm like, okay, well, what cereal is on sale this week? Okay, great. I've got these. And now which one has the most in it, which has the most in the box. Okay, cool. I'm getting that. And again, I kind of embrace the, I don't know, the kind of the adventure of that. It's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to have this week. I'm going to have cereal, but it's going to come under a variety of headings. Um, and that's also a way of kind of just exploring, you know, like what's out there. If what, you're just getting the Cheerios every week, then, you know, you're only going to have Cheerios. One one more clarification for parents so they understand who they're talking to. While you don't buy name brands, you guys shop healthy foods. Is, are, are, oh. you, are you committed to organic foods and stuff like that? Well, it's it's funny you say that because, I mean, like, I, I don't even think, we, I mean, we mostly buy produce fresh produce and things like that now. So, um, so I mean like brand names are almost a concept I don't even equate anymore. But, but even uh, when you're talking but, about canned beans and cereal and stuff like but that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier. That's about getting the most bang for your buck nutritionally. You know, we, we almost exclusively buy organic fruits and vegetables and, you know, like it, we try to make everything as organic as possible right down the line. 
um, that's a kind of a commitment that we've made. See, know, like this, that, that's how I knew I'd made it as a, as a as in my career was I was like I can buy organic food whenever I want. <laughs> so so I want to I want to put this into perspective again because you eat for five, you only shop organic, you do your own yep. cooking, um, you're you're in great shape, you're in phenomenal shape. So we're not talking to someone who's still doing the the cut hot dogs into a bowl of ramen with uh, uh, the the off brand Tabasco sauce that you bought all right. of these things at the dollar store because right. the, the bottom line is Aaron, couldn't you save even more money shopping like that? The, 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 the cost payoff. No, I would say no. And that's actually, that's a great point is that I, I am at a point in my life where I can buy organic. Right. And I understand, I understand there are people out there living in, in an income bracket that doesn't allow them to do that. And I realize I'm very privileged and I'm very fortunate to, to be able to do that. Um, in my twenties, you know, when I, I mean, when I was working as a bank teller in 1991, I was making $11,500 a year, you know? So no, I was not buying organic food at that time. I was buying the ramen. I was buying the potatoes. I was buying the pasta and I was squeaking it out. Um, I was, you know, I learned, that's when I learned to make pasta sauce for the first time. Cause I'm like, okay, this can of tomato sauce is 99 cents. That ragu is $2 and 50 cents. I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to make pasta sauce. Right. You know, so it's like, but I, I absolutely, you have to work within the parameters that you are in right now. And if the dollar store is the best you can do, just do your best at the dollar store. That's the thing. Like you can go to the dollar store and you can find things that are better than other things. 99 cent only store. I was just in one doing some shopping for the RV. Uh, everything yeah. I brought home uh, was either organic. We, I brought, I brought home uh, 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 Annie's, chili i brought home yep. like like it's there but you do yep. have to you seem to be willing to invest a little bit more time than people think that they have well that's a, yeah exactly i think that's just you know in the time it takes them to let me tell you making a thing of hummus because we make hummus i mean we have we have hummus all the time you know people think oh god you know, i don't have time it takes me 10 minutes to make a thing of hummus, it's oh. going to last for a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it, uh, when I bought my bread maker, okay. So, you know, I eat a lot of bread, you know, and it's like, okay, bread costs like five bucks a, uh, for a nice loaf of bread. Right. Um, I bought my, my bread maker, at like a garage sale for 10 bucks. And now I buy like organic flour for like, you know, 10 for $10 for an organic, for a bag of, a five pound bag of organic flour. And I'm making like 20, 25 loaves out of that five pound bag. So it's kind of like, you know, like it's, and here's, here's the bread maker. You know, I put it in, I hit the button, I walk away. <laughs> so, you know, you can't tell me that you don't have time to scoop out five cups of flour, put it in the thing and hit the button. I'm sorry, but you know, it's like, these are the little, but absolutely. I have to do it yes. on a regular basis yes. and I have to say, Oh, I'm running low. I need to get another loaf of bread going. 
All right, let's. So that's that's where the discipline comes in. Let's let's hit these let's hit these parents with with the, the your strategies, your discipline, your hacks. Lay it on us. Sure. What's what's your list? You well, got? okay. So I mean, like the I think uh, buying a food processor and a, a bread machine will save you a ton of money. Um, and again, there's kind of an adventure in that, especially if you have kids. I think they get into that. They're like, oh wow, you know, like bread isn't this thing that just like magically appears on the shelf right it's a it's a process and it's like oh wow you know what if you put flour and you put oil and you put uh yeast together you get bread and it's like that's cool i mean my thing for peanut butter it's like guess how you make peanut butter you put a cup of peanuts and a tablespoon of oil in a food processor and you have peanut butter i mean i think those kind of things are magic for kids they're like oh wow you know like it, it's empowering and it saves money and it's teaching them, you know, like uh, that you get to control the ingredients that go into your food. Um, bottled water is a huge one for families these days. And oh, uh, at, at a whole nother level at this moment of this, especially podcast. now, especially yeah. now um, we, uh, a couple of years back, we bought a home distiller for about $180 makes about a gallon and a half of distilled water every night when we sleep <laughs> again, fill it up at night, hit the button, go to bed, wake up in the morning, you have a gallon and a half of fresh water. Um, that, that investment paid for itself within three months. And that was like two or three years ago. If we'd been regu buying regular bottled water, um, coffee. Oh boy. This is a big one for parents. I think of how much money people are just giving away to Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks and places like that. It's like, it's coffee, beans, and water, people. Um, <laughs> there's a thing, there's a thing we used to have in the 70s called a thermos. And if you make, you, you look it up, you can find it. Um, but, you know, it's like making that, making that adjustment where you like hit the coffee maker in the morning and fill your thermos and take it to work. And you don't have to spend the five bucks at Starbucks. That that guy, uh, Kevin from Shark Tank, that's one of his big ones. He's like, it's it's ludicrous. You want to know why yeah. I'm rich? Is because my coffee cost me thirty five cents. Yours costs you five dollars. And totally. make any excuse you want. Where I have good coffee, I have high quality, ground right in front of my face steaming yep. cup of coffee. Yours was five bucks, and it's been sitting in the back of a truck for a long, long time. That's right. So, I mean, I think honestly, just that investment in the thermos investment in the, uh, the home distiller, um, kind of switching gears out of the kitchen, um, libraries, libraries. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what is that? I seem to something from my past has like shown <laughs> up. What is a library a library? What's a library? What's a library? Um, uh, libraries are these great little institutions <laughs> that now are filled with not only books, but DVDs and Blu-rays and CDs and, 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 um, like, I, I, you know, I watch, I watch a lot of movies every year. More than you know? 10 average people. Yeah. I watch probably, you know, uh, probably like 400 movies every year. Right. And can I you, can you explain to parents why? So they know you're not like just a, sure, sure. a media well, addict. Well, I mean, <laughs> You know, well, I think I was a media addict and I became a film critic um, in, my, in my time. Um, but, uh, uh, but my point is that, like, I go to the library and I'll pick up, you know, five or six movies for the week for free, take them home, watch them, bring them back for free. 
get five or six more for free. It's like, oh, wait a minute. There's a pattern here. This doesn't cost me anything. And I'm doing exactly the same thing that somebody else is clicking on Amazon Prime right. for, you know, five bucks. Do you, do you not two. have Amazon Prime or, or Hulu, no. Netflix, anything like that? No. You no. just now, but, but, but we said earlier, you do go to movie theaters. Like, like that is I one of the I things did. I stopped doing. I cannot, I cannot stomach the idea of paying $11 to sit in a chair sure. and watch a movie. I have a nice TV and a great sound system. I wait. Sure. And, and I mean, and absolutely that's the kind of discipline that we're talking about. I, and, and when I want to see a movie on the big screen, I go and see a movie on the big screen. You know, that's the, that's the yes. Yeah. Um, Do I need to see every movie on the big screen? No. Do I need to pay full price for a movie ever? No. I I am a matinee guy. I'm going to see it on, you know, the cheap Tuesday, you know, whatever. But if I want to see a movie in a theater, I go and see it in the theater. Because in 25 other movies that month for free. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, and it's those little yeses. Me. It's those little no's making these big yeah. yeses. I love that. Yeah. And it, that, is, it really is just about kind of, and again, it's exercising the discipline. You're like, but I want, right. but I want, it's like, I get that you want what you want is in the same way that what I want is to eat healthy food. I don't know what that healthy food might look like. I want to watch a good movie. Right. I don't know what that movie is. But guess what? There's a lot of them out there. And just because the one I wanted to watch right now isn't available, there's, I mean, you know, like there's so many, we all have these lists of movies. Oh, shoot. I've never seen that. You know, I really right. didn't sure, need to sure, see that. Sure. It's, like, it's like, guess what? It's it's out there. You're it's still there. out there right now. Um, and so, you know, like I, I haven't, I haven't bought a Blu-ray or a DVD at full price probably in like, you know, 10, 15 years. But you do have a good Blu-ray DVD collection. I have a huge DVD. I probably own like 4,000 movies. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what's so amazing is we keep coming back to these realizations where we started the show. I'm not, I'm not doing without. Right. There's, there's, there seems to be nothing, you you know, do you even have a TV? And you're like, I have two nice ones. Like, like you've been to Hawaii, been to Paris. Like this is, this is the thing. It's it, people get into this either or mentality and you have found the both. You have found a way to be frugal and be wealthy. You have found a way to make this uh, $35,000, not only pay all your bills, meet all of your pleasure needs, but you've got a savings that is, and because I know the, the how much, dude, that is way, your savings account is way more than the average American. Way more I mean, than the average American. Yeah. But I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't ever feel like I'm doing without. Um, because that would, I wouldn't want to have that kind of existence where I'm constantly like, oh, I'd like to, but I can't. I'd like to, but I can't. I mean, that would be, that'd be a horrible way to go through life. What are some of the uh, things, again, just sticking with some of your, your tips and tricks, what are yeah. some of these things you see the every man woman do that you're just like, I've got another way. And if only they listened to you, the whole world would be happy. Yeah. Well, in addition to the, you know, the coffee and the things like that, um, uh, I, I'm going to come back and hammer away at, at libraries again. Yeah, do, do, do. I see so, I mean, like, if you're going to shell out money for a book, I mean, most new books, hardcover books, they're 25 bucks or so. Right. Or what, I don't know. I actually don't know how much people pay, you know, for a Kindle or whatever. Half that. 
Okay, so half that, great. Um, if you get it from the library, it's free. Right. And if you want, because most people are not going to be, they're not going to be reading that book again. That's just the way we are. We're going to read that book and we're going to give it away or we're going to put it on the shelf, whatever. So why not read it and give it back to the library and put it on their shelf? They'll hold it for you. Because if you ever <laughs> want to read it again, there. guess what? It'll be there. And I, that's true of movies, it's true of music, it's true of books, it's true of magazines. You know, that is all true. It's They've already got it for you. They've already spent the money. You get to benefit from that. Right. That's why libraries are great. Um, uh, when I, when I switched, um, when I switched careers and became a personal trainer, I mean, I used to be uh, kind of going along with my personality. I mean, I used to be that guy who worked out outside, you know, I like would run and I would work out on the monkey bars before the kids got to school, you know, like that was my home workout. I'd work out on park benches, whatever. Um, and uh, as when we're in Chicago, of course, you know, like three months of the year, that means you can't work out because it's, it's cold. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so um, at some point I was kind of like, you know what, I really want to be able to work out year round. I don't want to go into this three month hibernation and have to climb back up the mountain. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I go to the gym, you know, 10 minutes down the street and I go, hey, you know, I'd like to look into getting a gym membership. Well, it's going to be, you know, $75 a month. And I'm like, Oh God, ugh, I've been spending nothing. And now it's $75. And then I realized, okay, well, hang on a second. Um, do you have any openings here? And they said, well, yeah, actually we're looking for people right now. So I got hired on as a part-time, as a part-time job. I worked two, two days a week for four hours, a, a, a shift. And I got a free membership and they're paying for it. They're paying me now. Right. And like, Oh, you mean like all I have to do is show up on Saturday and Sunday from eight to 12. And I was, you know, and, and you'll pay me and I get a free gym membership. Okay. So now I'm not only not spending money, I'm making money. How many other ways yeah. like that have you found? I've got another friend who's done that exact same thing says, I want a gym membership. I don't want to, I don't want to do the why I want to go to the fancy <laughs> private one and did that right. exact same thing. Two shifts a week, yep. four hour shifts. She's got a great membership, private spas, all kinds of stuff. What other types of things like that have you found personally? Well, uh, on, I mean, and I think that's the thing again, in, in the same way that like uh, thinking about what it is you like to eat and figuring out how to, how do I make that at home? What is it you like to do? Right. And how can I do that at home? I mean, uh, I, you hear about people who do the travel blogs and who yeah, do yeah, the food yeah. blogs and right. who do the restaurant blogs. It's like, that didn't happen by accident. That's a thing they're passionate about. And they started making a career out of it by writing about it, by blogging about right. it, by doing the video. I, a lot me, of the uh, movie, yeah, a lot of your a lot of your travel and even some financial benefit, but most definitely personal contacts with people who enjoy the same thing. Your 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 horror movie critique and and books about that and everything it, it puts you on a circuit. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Is like you know, I mean, I liked uh, I like movies and I, and I liked horror movies specifically, and so I started writing about them online. And, uh, and then I had a book come out and then, um, that led to gigs at magazines. And then those magazines sent me to film festivals and 
uh, now, uh, you know, DVD and Blu-ray companies are sending me things for review. And it's like, I literally have more movies than I can watch. <laughs> you know, I have more, I have movies coming to me every single week. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a great case of, you know, be careful what you wish for. Right. right. <laughs> um, but my point is that, you know, this thing that I'm passionate about, you know, I, I found a way to, Oh, I want movies. Okay, great. Here are some movies and here's movies for free, you yeah. know? So, you know, it's like, again, just kind of like finding, finding those ways in um, somebody else, somebody else is going to be willing because if you're passionate about something, you're going to know about it. You're right. going to have knowledge that somebody else might not have. Yeah. That goes for restaurants, goes for travel. So that knowledge that you have, people are willing to pay you for that knowledge. This is, this is the conversation, especially for moms and dads. Um, like you're, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, leverage it. Yeah. Leverage it. Get your hustle going, leverage this. Because, you know, I, I think I told you one time, you're like, you know, I used to be the guy that people would call and be like, Hey, who was in that movie? You know, now they just look it up on their stupid smartphone. I've completely negated, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, I have been known as the movie guy for a long time. And so when it came time to, hey, would you be willing to write this article? They were like, hey, call AC, see if he wants to do it. And I said, yeah, I would. And oh, you know what? And we'll write you a check for that, that too. It's like, oh, cool. I mean, there was a kind of, there was a, there was a time when, you know, like in the, in the mid 2000s where that was my source of income was the money coming in from books and articles that I was writing. Bring us home with some more, more hacks and, and, you know, philosophy beliefs about this. We, we got a few more minutes left. Totally. Well, uh, I, I'm going to say the, uh, um, by saving, but looking to get the most bang for your buck again, if you're looking, you know, by saving, like you said, all these little no's, um, and they equal the yes, you know, if you don't, if you don't buy, say the, you know, the latest star Wars Blu-ray, the second it comes out for 25, 30 bucks, that means you've got 25, 30 bucks to give to your favorite, you know, independent filmmaker. Right. Or, you know, that you can give to your local band, you know, it's like, that is actually that. And that's spreading that Disney doesn't need your, your help. Disney's doing just fine. Right. But, but your local band or your independent filmmakers, they're like, you know, like they, 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 they will make that dollar holler. Right. If you give them that $35, they're like, awesome. We will, you know, we're going to print out, you know, X number of t-shirts and we're going to get, you know, more, more, we get more stuff for our, for our gig. Um, so that's a way of kind of re- really getting a lot of bang for your buck because you're giving it to somebody else who's going to make a lot with it. That's a, that's an emotional investment on, on top of that, you know, right, right now oh. during this virus cri- crisis, um, you know, these big box stores, which by the way, you don't shop at the big W, uh, uh, box store. That's something you're adamant against. I want parents to understand that, like the clothing, the TV and stuff like that. Right. But, but right now we, we have to understand these big box stores are not going to suffer. They're doing fine. And because of how much they give to politicians, they're going to get carpet bailouts. These mom and pop shops, they're suffering, they're struggling. And if you can support one, please do. Well, and that's, that's a, that's going to, I'm going to bring it home with that for sure. Um, Amazon is going through the roof yeah. uh, during this uh, during this crisis, and it's like, guess what? All of those all of those little independent p- 
people that you would have shopped at, but you can't go out or because they're closed, they've got an online presence. I guarantee it. Yeah, they do. And they are dying, literally dying for your business. Like they, they need, they need your investment. So I know it's easy to just go to Amazon and go click, click, click. It's just as easy to go to their website and go click and then go to the next person's website and go click. You know, you're sick. You don't, you don't have the commute that you used to have. If you're working at home, you've already bought yourself that extra hour every day. So don't tell me you don't have time. I just got to go to Amazon and get it all done. I just got to go to Walmart, get it all done. No, you have the time. Now is the time to really invest in the little person, the little person, these, these business people out there. AC, thanks. I, this is this, a lot of people are looking at this and they want, I think this, this conversation, um, you know, there, there are so many hacks. There's so many tricks. There's so many tips. YouTube is filled with money saving hacks. Uh, the DIY thing. Um, I want to say the other thing that just inspired me to do this is, is right as we were heading into this, uh, this COVID crisis, my wife and I were on track to buy uh, a, a beautiful four acre property at an unbelievable price. Uh, we, we've invested in real estate for many years. And my wife is always good at finding those bargains. We found a, a bargain of four acres down in uh, uh, Southwestern Colorado. And we're, we're, yes, we're in the paperwork where everything in this crisis hit. So here we are, going time and time again to, to Home Depot, which I love. I love Home Depot. It's got everything I need. And um, there was no way I was going to be able to renovate this place in the week and not uh, shop at Home Depot, not use a big, big box. Except when it came time to renovate the kitchen, the flooring, the cabinets, the lighting, everything we, we had to look at and say, how much do we want to spend? You know, because we're renovating an old 1983 uh, trailer. Uh and here we could buy new cabinets or we go to a resource place where someone took their old cabinets because they took them out carefully. And we renovated a kitchen with high quality cabinets at one third of the price of the cheapest cabinets we could have got at Home Depot, which left money for other things. to do. That, and this is my, my, my kids are living here. My daughter and her fiance are going to be living in this house, renting it from us. So I walked away going, I got the better cabinet quality cabinets that I could at a third of the cost. Um, and being a, a former extreme couponer, I get this dollar holler bit. Um, and now people need it. Like these, I, I will tell you when these government checks, when these subsidy checks come in, when these stimulus checks come in, a majority of the people are going to waste this. They're going to waste this money. A thousand bucks can buy you two weeks of food or it can buy you two months of food if you learn how to make your dollar holler. Do you have any resources for people that where you have found your best tips and tricks, stuff that you're still going on? I still want to get your favorite hack in just a minute, but where do you <laughs> usually go to learn a new hack or a tip or trick? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, where, where do I get my... Uh, uh, honestly... Um, I just, I, I keep my ears open, keep my mind open. Um, I think it really comes down to, you know, it, it comes down from that, to that desire to not want to spend more than I have to. Right. And so if it's that thing of like, you know, what, it, what is it that I want? How can I make it myself or how can I get it for cheaper? And just, there's a, and I'm excited by that now. It's a game now. 
Right. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like this huge hardship. It's like, okay, how can, how can I get away with this? Cause that's what it feels like. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, like the mayonnaise trick. I was like, holy shit. I just <laughs> say <laughs> like all those years, you miracle whip bastards. <laughs> so what's your favorite um, hack? What's the one that you still do? And you're just like, oh my God, I'm so awesome. So actually uh, what I would think is, um, one of the things we, especially with the uh, advent of social media, is there's a thing, at least in, in Chicago and I know elsewhere, called Freebox. Yeah. And that's a, you know, it's like a neighborhood uh, organization that you post things that you don't need anymore. You know, like if there, say there's a, a chair that I'm getting rid of or a movie I don't want or whatever, and I just post it on, you know, Facebook or some form of social media. And then people will chime in and go, yeah, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. And, you know, you, they leave it outside and you pick it up. And we've done the same thing. Like, we're like, oh, yeah. and it's funny. It's something like my, one of my nice TVs was gotten off the free box where we're like, oh, somebody's just getting rid of a giant TV because they got a gianter TV. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, we want that. And so, you know, there we go. Um so that's, that's my favorite modern day hack is just the idea of a free box. And if there isn't one in your organ, in your, uh, in your neighborhood already, you take it on. I mean, there, people are waiting for this idea. They're just, you know, if you say, Hey, um, let's do this thing where I've got this, this thing I want to get rid of. Does anybody want it? Um, that's, and it's that reduce, reuse, recycle. You can't get much cheaper than free folks. Aaron Christensen, uh, actor, author, personal trainer, and uh, martial artist. Uh, this is uh, thank you for agreeing to do this with me. This is this has been awesome. It's just been a pleasure sharing this with you, um, and living vicariously through you. We were joking yesterday about sitting on a stool in my bedroom, acting out Pink Floyd, The Wall together, and. Uh, um, yeah, you went. You went and lived it. You went. You went and I'd, I. I. We, we've both lived our childhood dreams in very, very strange and different ways, but they definitely were our childhood dreams. And uh, I love you deeply, man. And I, I really appreciate you being uh, on Beyond Risk and back with me. Thanks for helping out my parents. Thank you. Thank you. It's I, it's inspiring to have watched you on your journey um, because uh, we were we were brothers coming up through high school and. We both went off to pursue our different endeavors, and it's just, uh, it's great that we've stayed in each other's lives and uh, have been able to kind of watch each other do our things and not judging what success is. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like success, success is doing the thing you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah, and, and it's that's been amazing. I, I agree with that, and I think, I think the most, I can take the most pleasure uh, with all my friends, with you, Jeff, Shane, Grandmaster, Bala, Duberly, is that uh, none of my friends have want. And we all want very different things, sure. but we have all found the way to get our needs and wants met in our own just wonderful ways. And I think I've always admired yours because your level of discipline has made you successful in a way most working actors, most personal trainers, most people who are trying to create a career in martial arts uh, really struggle to do and end up trying to find another way to do it. And you, you, I not find another way to do it, but find something else to do. And then talk about the dreams they used to have and I once did. You've never not been successful in your own way. And, and that's, 
that's been amazing to watch. And so parents, I hope as you've listened to this show, you understand that we're not talking to someone who, who mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, or financially starves for anything, but that he that's really, true. truly does what he wants, get what he wants, buys what he wants. He just knows how to make this dollar holler. So again, Aaron, thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, folks, remember, in all things, you take care of yourself first, you take care of your adult relationship second, and you take care of your children third, because in that way, we do our best work with our kids. Thank you for making Beyond Risk and Back a number one parenting podcast. Please, please, please go to iTunes and get me a review. If you love what you hear, get up and, and tell someone else by, by giving me a review, giving me a like, listen, a subscribe and share. We are all over the world. Australia still has us as number one parenting podcast, Canada number three, UK number three. And that's because parents like you are sharing me around. Uh, I just did the episode on the ABCs of uh, uh, quarantining with kids who struggle thing was shared so many times and I'm so grateful. So parents, thank you very much for your support of Beyond Risk and Back. And I'll see you again next week. This has been a special episode with Aaron Christensen and making your dollar holler.